This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for March uh, 19th through the 25th, and it is the second biggest, most significant week in 2023, with huge changes, wild, moving forward fast, very cray-cray, very crazy. Uh, and so when we have weeks like this, we know that part of our job is to relax, kind of go with the flow, have a good time as much as you can with the energy of change. So this week, Pluto is going to enter a sign he has not been in for 248 years, uh, the sign of Aquarius. He's going to leap off the cliff of Capricorn in a little hang glider plane, and he's going to jump off the cliff and he's going to fly into the air. Now, he's going to land in June, June 10th, and then he will be back on the rocks again. But then he's going to climb back up to the top of the rocks. And in January, he jumps off. So this is our trailer week. So it's really important to pay attention to what comes up this week because it's setting the stage for the future. It's also giving us a chance to uh, process things on a different level. So, you know, your intrepid astrologer here, <laughs> paying attention to the news like I do, um, we did have, uh, there wasn't an indictment, but Donald Trump said he was getting arrested. So I'm like, all right, that counts. Um, so he's saying it's going to be Tuesday, probably closer to Thursday, but it might be Tuesday because there's a very juicy new moon on that day um, in Aries on a world point, aspecting Uranus, sudden unexpected, right before Pluto leaves Capricorn. And as the first person who served as president who has ever been indicted for a crime, Admittedly, paying off a porn star in light of all the other stuff that's available, it's okay. I'll go with it. But also that his family history, when they were in Germany, they were drumpf and they ran brothels. And the family made money in the California gold rush back in the last time Neptune was in Pisces. Uh, now we have Bitcoin. Back then we had the gold rush. And they made brothels and running, setting up brothels in California. So the fact that karmically there's a person who he paid $130,000 to because he had sex with her once for like very quick time. And she smacked him with her Time magazine. With his, with his face on the Time magazine cover, she spanked him. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> it's that kind of world these days. The other thing we had, uh, you know, which is interesting because, you know, again, we like to watch for the clues. This is a very big week to watch for the clues. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I was teaching at Midwest School of Astrology with Pam Gallagher and Mindy, Mindy Witt. And Pam said to me when we went home that night because I stayed at their house, she goes, so have you looked ahead to, um, to uh, when Saturn goes into Aries? And I said, you know, I'd, I had heard about it. I'd kind of looked at it and I went, eh. So what's going to happen in February of 2026, which is a few years out, Saturn's going to go into zero Aries. And it's going to meet up with Neptune at zero Aries. So that's a war. Saturn in Aries is a war. It hates being in Aries. Neptune, of course, is the ocean. So today, new moon at zero Aries in a couple of days, moon in Pisces. Saturn and Pisces, just new, Mars about to go into Cancer, Pluto at the last degree, their 60 Minutes has a big special about the buildup of the Chinese Navy 
and how they want to take over Taiwan, and they want to take it over, according to the CIA, by February of 2020, by 2027. And I'm watching this, and I'm thinking about the aspects, you know, because that's what that's what astrologers do is I'm thinking about this is in the news. Hmm. So I'm watching, and I'm like, that's what's going to happen, February 20. You heard it here first, February of 2026. We're going to go to war with China over Taiwan in the ocean, in the Navy. And I went, wow, that's it. So I texted Pam and I said, dip, 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 dip. it's on 60 minutes right now. That's what is the astrology pop up in the sky, kind of telling us what's coming and the buildup of the Chinese Navy. And uh, of course, it's red. China's red. And one of their symbolism is red. And I was like, wow, interesting, interesting, interesting. So that was kind of one of those things. And then, of course, listening, thinking, paying attention, because that's what we do as astrologers. We always pay attention to the news and hear what the clues are, especially last week and this week and next week. Um, so then the other thing that happened, uh, New York Times broke a story. The assistant governor or the second governor, I don't know what the position name is, you know, the second guy in charge of Texas, um, told a reporter that back in the 1980 election that he was traveling the Middle East with John Connolly, who was a Republican governor of Texas, very well-respected man. And they would meet with these world leaders and they would say to them, look, keep the hostages hostage until the Reagan's elected because it will help, you know, Reagan will be a better president than Carter was. And of course, in New York, there was this construction site on uh, 42nd, it's like on 44th Street, but you could see it from 42nd Street. And I went by it a lot. And the construction workers had 444 days and how long the hostages were kept. They kept the count on this bed sheet that they had up there. And in, of course, Carter was president. He'd been doing a lot of work with Anwar Sadat and uh, Begin and trying to make peace in the Middle East. And had really done it, you know, he actually won a Nobel Peace Prize for the work he did. But they were like, hey, it would be better if it was if they kept the hostages and it will get rid of Carter and Reagan will be a better president. So this guy told the story. And then when they came back, um, Connolly met with Casey, who was the head of the CIA later. I don't know when he was, but he was Reagan's campaign manager. And on the day of the inauguration, right after Reagan got signed in, those hostages were released. And I remember thinking at the time, huh, look at that. That is really interesting because he was really campaigning on the hostages and that Carter was weak president and all this um, instead of, you know, he was over there trying to solve the Middle East peace problem. So I was like, wow. And so T Chuck Todd goes, hmm, conspiracy theories. That's why Americans believe in conspiracy theories. Why? Because they were released on the day of the election or the day of the inauguration, the swearing in. So this is a week to watch for that stuff. And the reporter who broke it said, we can't talk to Casey, he's dead. We can't talk to Connolly, he's dead. But why would this guy say this now? And of course, Carter's about to leave Earth. So he gets to find out before he leaves that yes, in fact, there was a little deal going on. So always fun to pay attention. On the biggest week, this last week, the second biggest week, this week coming, and of course, uh, Putin and uh, Beijing guy, um, drawing a blank on his name, are meeting on the new moon in Aries. Is, gonna, is China going to sell arms to Russia? Inquiring minds want to know. So this is a very big week. Pay attention to your world politics, but in your own life, 
you may find things being revealed, stuff that you went, I always thought that was going on, or I kind of knew that was happening. Big week for all of that because this energy is very turbulent, very spicy, very fast. Mercury in Aries, he's in mutual reception with Mars and Gemini. So Mercury is telling the tales and Mars and Gemini is going, hmm, really? And the two of them are swapping. Mars is going to go into Cancer. He's going to have a quincunx with Pluto. Not a great story with Beijing and Russia meeting. Um, China and Russia meeting. It doesn't bode well because quincunxes are wars and those are two pretty crabby planets. And Mars is going into Cancer and he's out of bounds. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons. But anyway, we'll watch that. We'll watch that next week. But we also have this new moon. We also have Pluto going into Aquarius for the first time in 248 years. It's a big deal. And that was just Sunday that I told you about. <laughs> I'm just, I get so excited by weeks like this. So I hope you're excited. You might be exhausted. You might be incredibly tired. You might be like, Anne, I just don't think I can do it anymore. It's a transit. You can go do it. We are sitting on the precipice of history. We're looking at the world going through major changes. We're all incarnated to make the best use of our lives with this energy and to help. The reason you're here is to help do something. You got a job. Your job is described by your chart. And forward we go into the week. So hopefully, I know I started with politics, but you know, it's a moon in Pisces day. I'm just like, ooh, my politics, my understanding, my world. Who knows? We may find out who actually assassinated Kennedy. It's happening. A lot of energy out there. So let's go into the week and see what's happening. As we know, this week is pretty big because it's running from March 19th to the 25th, the whole back end of this big list of stuff in, in uh, March. So there's a lot going on. First up, we have Mercury entering Aries, which happened uh, last night at midnight, Sunday night. Um, big, big, big. Mercury in Aries is feisty, fast, quick. And now all the planets that report to Mercury, the Virgo planets and the Gemini planets in your chart and in the sky have a new boss. Because remember, when the planets go into a new sign, they bring along, they go, oh, I'm shifting. I'm shifting into Gemini. I'm shifting. I'm going to tell the Gemini planets what to do. I'm going to tell the Virgo planets what to do. And it's coming in a very feisty way for Mercury. Now, he also is in a Gemini mode because he can switch places with Mars, which witnesses me starting this podcast by going, okay, I got some stories to tell you. I've been watching the news. There's going to be a war with China in February of 2026. And I want you to know on that sun, that sun Saturn in zero, and Neptune at zero on a world point. The last time that happened, Pam Gallagher did the research and she said it happened in, in 798 BC before common error a long time ago. It's the last time that happened. So it's big. But again, it's a couple years out. We got time till we get there. So the energy is forward. So with Mercury entering, entering into Aries, and you can tell I'm like riding on the speed of the Mercury in Aries, um, the energy is very feisty, very forward, very fast moment, and very sharp. Um, Mercury in Aries is a scalpel. So words will be sharp. People will be direct. People will be straightforward. And they might be a little contentious um, because of that Aries energy. So we just, you know, just know it's a little sharper. Then Mercury's a little sharp-tongued. And he's going to say stuff. And you might be like, oh, that was kind of rude. 
but it was direct and that's Mercury and Aries. Doesn't mince words. Uh, next up, we have Juno and the nodes of fate. Okay, here's our little nodes of fate and we're they're in Taurus and Scorpio and they're moving into, moving. they move backwards. So in July, they'll go into Libra. But right now we have this Juno on the note of fate and later in the week, we're gonna have Venus. So Juno says, who are you partnering with and why are you partnering with them? And what are you partnering with them to do? And because she's in Taurus, she says, well, let me see what Venus is doing. Venus says, I'm in Taurus too and I'll be there towards the end of the week. So tell the North Node I'm coming, we're gonna partner. So watch for creative opportunities, watch for directions, watch for invitations. This is the week college admissions come out. I got about five parents worried. One just got it, one just got her kid into UCLA, very happy. So this North Node is working really strongly to move us along into uh, new commitments, new partnerships, new relationships. Then we have this Jupiter in a semi-sextile to Uranus. Now think about this, this happens once every 13 years, okay? not a 12 to 13 years. So here's our little Jupiter. And so he is in Aries and he is in a semi-sextile to Uranus. Here we notice they're the same number, 16 and 14. And it's a closing semi-sextile because next year Jupiter is gonna meet Uranus to start a new 13 year cycle. So this is harvesting all the information of the last time they met, the last time they had a conjunction and disseminating it into the world. Again, that makes it a very big week for information and news to be disseminated to us and for things to release and let go and go out in the world and say, I'm done. And this aspect happens once every 13 years, not a common aspect. Jupiter's in a fiery sign. Mars now can either be in Gemini, little of this, little of that, little of this, little of that, or if he decides to swap with Mercury and Aries, he can be very, very fierce. And Uranus, of course, is in Taurus, answering to her ruler, Venus. So Venus is in Taurus. Uranus doesn't like Taurus much because he doesn't like being grounded and brought to Earth. But this is an interesting energy because of the closing um, the closing semi-sextile, it's got a little stress to it, got a little anxiety. From the point of view of Jupiter, Uranus is in the position of second house. So he's looking at him and saying, what can you do for me? But more importantly, from the position of Uranus, Jupiter's in the blind spot. So this can be too much of a good thing. We'll see what happens. And so we're watching for too much of a good thing and that's gonna kind of roll in where you go, oh, and of course it was it was Sunday night when I was watching 60 Minutes and of course the March Madness ball game. Um, so the energy is very much about, hmm, and what's going on there? Revealing information, revealing things that we need to see. Um, Venus is meeting the nodes of fate on Monday. So she, she goes, she dives into the nodes on Monday. And of course, again, connections, partnership, relationship, abundance, communication, it's very juicy. It's a kind of a juicy energy. We see the moon uh, in a balsamic approach to the sun. So we know that this commitment has a, is a heart energy. It's a desire energy. It's a passion energy. And that intellectually and emotionally, we're in sync because we're working with those energies, feeling very um, content in that creation energy. Notice Mars and Pluto at the very last degrees 
of their respective signs. They both shift this week. And they're forming what we call a quincunx, which is an adjusting energy where they, you know, it's just this whole week of having to adjust, adjust, adjust. Now, what happens sometimes with adjusting, you know this has happened, you're adjusting, you're adjusting, you're adjusting, and it breaks right because you've adjusted it just one too many times you know you try that thing one more time and it just kind of cracks off because it's done so we do want to watch for things kind of cracking off and falling off which is also part of the um jupiter uranus semi-sextile because uranus breaks and jupiter just pushes a little hard and it cracks and i know you've seen that <laughs> and so that's the energy with this venus on the north node of fate so if it's something you really love keep it and maybe they can grow it but glue it back together but if it's something that you know no it just cracked and it broke and even though i love it and it's important to me i know i need to leave it i know i need to go forward and because that's the energy too those you know the planets have all been squaring mars at the last degrees of his sign and you've been back and forth since last august some people are hoping for reconciliation some people are really clear you know i'm done here um, we don't know for sure because we have this whole back and forth energy because we're not quite finished until Pluto is completely out of Capricorn, which is next January. But we're making decisions and big, big ones. And we're deciding with Venus on the North Node what direction we're heading in. So if you're in a relationship with these aspects and someone's being a little bit unclear or recalcitrant or going, I don't know, I'm not sure do not pressure them this is not an aspect to pressure them let them sit in it let them figure it out if you push this can push people away these energies can make people go look i already told you i can't decide yet people are in this state of figuring out what they want their future to look like and what they're worried about from the past so the behaviors have to change for relationships to go forward and if partner's been saying to you, we need to change this, we need to, and they haven't changed, and you push on this one, this can make it fall apart. If, on the other hand, you go, okay, I hear you, I get we need to make a change, I will change, or I can change, or I'm committed to changing, this is a good one to move forward with, right? So that's, that's the way to think of it. No pushing on this week. No pushing. No pushing. If you push, it will, you will not be happy. Sit wait let the energies shift because they're reactive they're very reactive it's a very reactive week next up sun is sextile pluto again an aspect that happens once a year think about it all these aspects the same week that pluto's changing signs and mars is changing signs and mercury just changed signs and venus is hitting the nodes and Junus is hitting the nodes and aspect that doesn't happen but once every 13 years happens this week like i said big week so Sun sextiles up uh, Pluto. This is an opening sextile. Sun met up with Pluto in Capricorn time in January. And he said, this is the last time we're going to dance, huh, Pluto? Pluto's like, yep. And I'll see you in 248 years. So the energy is very much about the working, the working of the transformation you've been undergoing since Pluto went into Capricorn in 08. Big deal. Big change. But also not 100% clear, it just knows it's moving forward. But then right after the sextile happens with Pluto, the sun enters Aries, which is the world axis, which goes across that equator. 
and it goes above the equator into the northern hemisphere and in the northern hemisphere we begin the season the days get a minute longer every day as the sun climbs up to the tropic of cancer so there's a very strong energy of ah it finishes that sextile and it pops into aries whoops finishes that sextile and it pops into aries and it says i am here i am home i am ready now remember Mars is in Gemini. All those Aries planets answer to the Mars in Gemini. So it can be I'm here and I'm doing two things at once, which is probably what's going to be happening. But also the Mercury can say, it can swap places with that Mars and it can say, and this is the most important thing to do. So kind of watch for that, that sun entering Aries because that's a very potent energy. Notice the sun is opposite Ceres on a world point going retrograde. Ceres is going to retrograde back into Virgo. This is a bundle chart. All the planets report into Ceres. Are you revising your partnerships? Are you changing them while, when Ceres goes retrograde into Virgo later this week? Do you understand what needs to happen for this partnership to go forward, this relationship to proceed? And we want to kind of work with it. We also see that Ceres is the apex of a finger of God. And it's talking to the North Node, Venus, Juno. It's talking to Saturn. What are we partnering with? What are we creating? And and she answers, uh, Ceres answers to Venus in her rulership. So again, very important for you to, you know, like we all have this past, we have this history, we have everybody doing stuff around our heads. It's really important to focus on your vision for your life with or without the people in your life. Like just say, you know what I want my life to look like going forward. I want it to look like this. Focus on that and then move towards that. The people that will love you will come with you. The people that are lying on the ground kicking and screaming and saying you have to do it my way will go kicking and screaming. <laughs> you just have to let them lie there kicking and screaming and say, well, when you want to get up and work with me, we can. You know, so I've had a few people getting ultimatums. They're getting ultimatums from people. And I'm like, well, how do you feel about feeding the ultimate? Well, when I did this, I fed the ultimatum. I'm like, yeah. So you train them that ultimatums work. Siri says, we're going to have to retrain you. Time to do something a little different. So that's that energy. And of course, in the, <laughs> in the news this week, uh, reported that um, uh, Governor DeSantis ate pudding with three of his fingers. And that's, of course, Siri's and Libra. Um, and I, I must say I laughed because couldn't he wait for a spoon? I'm like, Virgo they eat with their fingers we're like I'm a Virgo too we like to eat I like finger food right but Ceres and Libra it's like is that a proper way to do it do you realize what you did when you reinforce that behavior so if you've reinforced someone into bad behavior this is the time to change it up to say okay let me get a better vision a better version a better direction and how I get there and so this is the time for you to think about what you want and move towards it and understand when you change. If you're standing there arguing with someone, it's not gonna move. If you turn and you say, thanks, I get it. I'm going towards my North Node, my Venus on my North Node. I'm going towards Ceres, what I wanna partner with for my future. They go, oh, you don't wanna fight anymore? You're like, no, I don't wanna fight anymore. I wanna go towards my future. I'm going that way. And you move forward. It helps. That's what your job is this week, moving forward. Right behind that sun entering into Aries, there's a new moon on the world point. 
in Aries, zero Aries. Now this is an interesting new moon and I've been very busy and had a whole bunch of crazy going on in my world down here. So I pre-recorded the new moon webinar that I usually do on Sunday, on Sunday night. So it's out there to buy on my website. I apologize for it being pre-recorded, but I just, I couldn't figure out when to do it. So I just got up at six in the morning and recorded it because that was when I could get it done. Um, so you can purchase it on the website, the webinar that we do for the new moon, for your new moon ritual, all week is good. The Aries moon, the last aspect the moon makes is the sextile to Mars, very productive. The Taurus moon and the Gemini moon both have aspects to Neptune. The moon as sextiles Neptune and the, um, in the case of the Taurus moon and then the Gemini moon squares Neptune. And I don't really think it's squared to Neptune's bad. It can be a little overdoing, but at any rate, the new moon, this, this month is super important because this is the sun in Aries as we have a new moon and Saturn in a new sign. And so this is the first new moon since Saturn's been in Pisces. So this is really your new moon that kind of flavors the whole two and a half years of Saturn in Pisces. Because even though there was a Pisces new moon, Saturn wasn't there yet because he just went into Pisces on March 6th. So it's helpful for you to do a new moon. If you don't do any new moons, generally this, this particular new moon, you want to do a ritual. You want to sit down, call in your directions, make a meditation about what you want to do over the next two and a half years while this moon is in, you know, this new moon unfolds, the phase family, but also what you want to do with the Saturn and Pisces time. Um, and it's just, remember, you have a new moon in your chart every month in a different house. So whatever house you have zero Aries in, you're starting a really big story. And this is a very potent moon because all these planets are at the precipice of change and they're ready to jump and they're ready to do it. So you want to kind of ride that energy of, yes, this is where I'm going. I am, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So just kind of work with that energy and do the new moon ritual. So the new moon happens at 122 on Tuesday afternoon. And you can buy the webinar. If you come and normally attend the webinar, I do apologize. But if you have questions, send them to me. And I will do my best to answer them. Although I have to say, it's a really busy week. <laughs> but it's out there. So it's on my website. You can find it, anortley.com or astroann.com. Next, this is the big one. Pluto's entering Aquarius for the first time in 248 years. Big, big deal. Last time Pluto was in Aquarius, what he does is he changes how we think about things, how we believe, what we believe, what we think is truth, what we think is true, why we think it's true. So I think it's fascinating that if Trump gets indicted, and I think he will before Thursday, because we're having the first indictment ever. I mean, and think of all the things he did that were, I kept going with him, I kept going, I, I think there was a rule about that. And there wasn't a rule, there was just, that was the precedence, but it wasn't a rule. Nobody else had ever done it before. Leave it to a Sun Uranus guy to break the rules or to challenge the rules, maybe a better way to say it. So at any rate, as Pluto goes into Aquarius, we are really, you know, unprecedented. Everybody keeps going unprecedented, unprecedented. But it's also the end of Pluto in Capricorn. He will be back in there um, this year, you know, this year. And then next year, interestingly, right around the election time, he slips back into Capricorn for like a few weeks and then he leaves. Um, but we are, we are going to really experience a change. Think of this as the trailer to the movie. Pay attention to what comes in with Pluto and Aquarius because he's going to, he's announcing himself this week on Thursday. 
and the chart interestingly has the ascendant here at 29 Aries, which is where the new moon is next month in eclipse season, because the next new moon is an eclipse right on the ascendant. So big deal. This is a big deal. And we also see um, the, the energy of this north node here, kind of a working, a really working energy. We still have the Mercury-Mars uh, communication, but we also have Pluto forming a quincunx to that Mars and Gemini. So the Mars and Gemini is what to watch because he's going to tell you, well, it could be this or it could be that. And in that space, we have the free will, we have the choice. So there's a lot of energy around choice. And we also have Saturn and Pluto dancing in a semi-sextile with each other. So they're in a little stressful dance too. So a lot of stress in the heavens. If you're feeling really stressed, double down on your, your meetings. If you have a history of addiction, do what nurtures you, positive energies around your moon. Um, somebody wrote me and asked about that. I said, get a rulership book or just Google Aries moon. What is it like? Google Aries words and look at my, my moon would like this all those words, do those things. I had a, one of my students was very funny and she was having a real kick-ass transit. I said, well, you know, with your moon, you would probably do well to shoot things. And she kind of looked at me and I went, there's a firing range on 23rd street down in, or 21st street down in New York city. Go there, take a lesson in how to shoot stuff. And she did. Uh, and, and she reported back to me, I, I mean, I went there and learned how to shoot a gun. And uh, she reported back to me that the guy, the owner of the place, offered to teach her how to shoot guns because apparently he trains actresses. Uh, she's an actor. I guess it's actors now. They train actors in gun, 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 gun handling. So she learned how to shoot a Glock. She learned how to shoot all these men. I said, he never offered me that. <laughs> but he has this program where he teaches you how to handle an AK-47 or whatever you want to learn how to shoot because you're going to be in a movie. So, you know, look at, and so in her case, her moon in Aries, that would help, right? So it gives that, that energy permission to take off and go do things. So you want to kind of look at your moon and what it likes and give it things that make it feel comfortable. But as the Pluto enters Aquarius, we have, interestingly, the sun and its exaltation we have Venus in her rulership. We have Mars and Mercury in mutual reception. So we have planets that are in signs that they really like to be in, which is a helpful energy for this new moon, this new sign. It's not our final version, but it does give us an opportunity to look at the planets are going to be very much supporting that Pluto. And the sun, of course, is, is uh, in the sextile to it. So it's going to be inviting Pluto to come, come play with us, Pluto. You're in a new sign. And then look up Aquarius words and see all the fun things that Pluto's going to bring us this next 20 years, because he's going to be in Aquarius, yes, for 20 years, 2-0. Next up, Mars enters Cancer. Still out of bounds until May, but now he's in Cancer, and he is answering to the moon. So every, now, Gemini I was complaining about, right, because every time Mercury changed, Mars and Gemini got a little feisty. Mars in Cancer, every two and a half days, his behavior changes and takes off and does something else. And Hi, honey. I'm, I'm recording. How are you? This conference will now be recorded. So Mars in Cancer is in a quincunx to Pluto. And that, uh, as he enters there, he's then going to be in Cancer for about two months. 
but he also is in an adjusting energy, really encouraging us to adjust and change to the energies that we're being presented with. And of course, uh, the sun squared Mars recently, but Mars is zipping along in Cancer out of bounds, but every two and a half days, he will shift. As the moon changes, he, his behavior will change. And we, you know, we give Cancers a hard time or Cancer planets a hard time because every two and a half days, when they change signs, they have a new emotional response. So you're going to really learn about Mars and Cancer as he shifts. So the next first this week, he's going to be in Aries for the first couple, for the the first parts of it. Uh, and um, well, he's, he, as he shifts, he goes into Taurus. So he'll be in Taurus for a few days, and then he'll shift into Gemini, and then he'll shift into Cancer, and then he'll shift into Leo. And every time the moon changes, Mars will be shifting and coming up with a new version of who he is. Uh, finally, last, he's going to have, after he, right after he goes into Cancer, he has a quincunx to Pluto. Now, quincunxes are difficult energies already in and of themselves because they require an adjustment. Again, back to the energy of things popping and breaking and falling apart. This is part of that energy. Again, twisting it, moving it, getting it in position. This conference will now be recorded. So with Mars forming a quincunx to Pluto and a uh, approaching a, a, sex, a trine rather to Saturn over the next few days, we're gonna be feeling this deep adjusting energy. And there is an adjusting that's going on. And as you notice, I've turned this on and turned this off because I have someone staying here who has a, a little bit of uh, dementia. Um, so I can't really have them in the background kind of talking to me while I'm doing the recording. So forward we go. Um, anyway, this energy is uh, intense and impassioned and requires adjustment like I have been doing. I love it when the computer streams echo, when the computer screens echo what we're working on in real life. So the energy is intense and passionate and has an element of change. And it also has uh, an energy of taking action. So we're gonna watch that Mars every two and a half days as the moon shifts and turns into something else. Um, okay, so that's the energy that we're working with this week. In addition, we have um, the moon running, the sun running from uh, 28 Pisces to five Aries. And the aspects that we talked about, the big ones, the moon sex, the sun sextiling Pluto and entering Aries, the new moon in Aries. The sun also, excuse me, has an opposition to the Ceres. Um, you can see Ceres has now gone into Virgo. Uh, but when we have the new moon, it has that opposition to Ceres. And it also is working with uh, the nodes of fate and inviting us to make some changes, um, which I didn't include, but that's going to be on the 25th. Mercury this week runs from zero Aries to 15. That's 16. This conference will now be recorded. So Mercury is moving uh, almost two degrees a day, which is really pretty speedy. He has aspects to the nodes of fate. He has aspects to Juno and uh, Venus in terms of who he wants to partner with and how he wants to partner. Um, and he also is... Uh, Got stressful aspects to Uranus, sudden unexpected changes, shifts in things. Towards the end of the week, he meets up with Chiron. That's going to be on the 26th, so that can be some really wounding words. He, we also have Venus this week running from two uh, of Taurus through um, 
uh, 11 of Taurus, uh, and she has an aspect, she leads up with the nodes of fate um, on the 20th, and she also meets up with Juno and partners, has a little bit of a stressful aspect with Neptune, where she sees, she sees issues around money, communication, or relationships that cause her a bit of trouble. Next up is Mars. He's running from 28 Gemini to zero Cancer. And he, of course, has the, um, the square, the, he has a square to Ceres, uh, the last degrees of Virgo, as he enters Cancer, out of bounds. And he also has that really juicy quincunx to Pluto. Now, Pluto quincunx is, Mars Pluto quincunxes often give us a war energy or some kind of, um, challenge that we have to meet and take on. Uh, Jupiter this week runs from 16 Aries to 16 Aries, not going that fast, but he has a, he has a semi-square to Saturn, a little stressful energy with Saturn, now that Saturn's in a new sign, and he says to Jupiter, well, I thought we were going to do this, and Jupiter's like, you know, I've been really busy, and I've been a little overwhelmed, so Saturn may need to make some, make some changes in structures, in your life and say, you know, I, I just can't do that now. I'd love to do it, but I can't do it. Uh, Uranus sextiles Athena this week. That happens on March 25th. So that gives us an energy of new strategic vision, new strategic partnership. Uh, and basically at 16, Neptune's not moving much either. He's at 25. Pluto is um, having the trine to uh, Ceres and entering Aquarius. And that's happening on the 23rd. And so for Pluto, that's a new 248-year cycle starting. That's a big deal for all of us because he's going to be asking us to look at things in a new way. Chiron's 15, 14, 15 of Aries, and he has some health aspects this week or hearing about health aspects from people, chronic health aspect that's going to cause a problem. And Juno, of course, is asking you to partner with people. For our moon calendar, not a lot going on. Ha <laughs> ha, very busy week. Uh, so right now we are in uh, we are in the 19th. The moon is in Pisces. Uh, it went into Pisces this morning at 11 a.m. And it is heading into Aries this morning, uh, Monday morning at 5.24 a.m. It's a spring equinox. It's the International Astrology Day. It also is the new moon energy that we're beginning. And it also Ramadan begins. So the moon in Aries is on.
a song, a chart, and last to the aspects. Uh, your intentions webinar on my site. Some of you have found that the courses the courses are up there. There's courses up there. I haven't officially announced that that's going to be later this week, but there's stuff up there to see and buy if you want to. And we're going to be announcing the school, but it's open. People have been finding it. I don't know how, but hey, it's the internet. And so if you go to my website, you'll see it there. Or you'll see it under Ann Orley courses. Um, in the setting your intentions webinar, uh, what's coming up on April 21st, there's a uh, OPPO webinar virtual online. Time for Technique, I'll be speaking at that with uh, the other astrologers shown here. And then in NORWAC, there's an in-person and a hybrid that's taking place, the 39th annual NORWAC convention in Seattle, the last weekend in May, late Memorial Day. And then last but not least, Omega Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift, uh, Omega weekend, June 30th through July 2nd. So those are the energies of the week ahead. And hopefully that will give you some idea of how to work with the energy. Uh, it's going to be a big week and lots going on. Not just, <laughs> not just arrests and indictments and changes, but we can anticipate some big earth energies, big earth changes this week. So we'll watch for those, whether it's an earthquake or a volcano or something like that because of the Uranus aspects, there's things going on. And, um, Pluto going into the sign for the first time in 248 years. What's not to be excited about? Plus, Mercury changing sign, Mars changing signs, new moon in Aries on a world point. Lots going on. So uh, hopefully you get up through the week okay. Um, it is intense. Not as intense as last week, but a little more turbulent. And also, oh, just to throw in, there's Class M sunspots on planet the sun which of course hit us and take out our electronics, adjust things, make us feel that kind of jittery, there's things burbling underneath. Um, so you, it's also helpful, you know, add to your website list, NASA website to check the sunspots. And when the sunspot activity is high, we get those, we get those emissions sent to us and they do screw up our stuff. It took out my stereo system, it came back, but it took it out. I don't know what it did, just erased it from my, from my phone, from my computer. So intense energy. Remember to breathe, do your moon to nurture yourself, uh, and that will help. And that's it for the week. I'm signing off. Goodbye. Have a good one. I'll see you next week.